Hello world and welcome to a new episode of America You So Crazy. I know it's been some time. It's been a while since I've done one of these shows and it's not just on any it's not a regular show. It's the America You So Crazy radio show. That's right. Now you get my opinions and some music. Oh yeah, it's going down. You know it's crazy. My mom didn't want me to do this show anymore. She's like, stop doing America You So Crazy. I, I, they're gonna kill you. I'm like, Ma, how radical do you think my opinion is? But you know. I'm back, y'all, and we're going to hear some music, we're going to hear some current events, some news that's going down. Well, if you're not listening to it on Spotify Premium, you're probably not going to hear any of the songs in just a regular podcast for you. But if you are listening to this on Spotify Premium, check out some music. And we're back to America, you so crazy. Now, if you can hear the music on this show, that was On Top of the World by Imagine Dragons, as well as Your Love, Keep Lifting Me Higher by Jackie Wilson. So, it turns out, guys, we're about to lose another hour of sunlight this Sunday, you know, for anybody who's on my side of the world, you know, for people like me who have what I call the winter blues, you know, some people might call it seasonal depression, you know, when it gets cold and you're just not as happy as you usually are. The, the cold weather starts to have an effect on you, you know, especially if you're from the island, you know, we, we, we got island blood, we, we, you know, we're used to the heat, so when it gets cold, you know. We tend to get a little cold, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if you feel like you're about to get the, the case of the winter blues, just know this is the time for you to take your vitamin D, try to wake up a little earlier, have more soup, more root vegetables. Vegetables are super important around this time of the year, actually. like You need to take all the nutrients you can get while you can, you know. Also, spend more time exercising, you know, do some therapy, whether it's, you know, with an actual therapist or some self-therapy. You know, some journaling. You know, do what you can to take care of yourself mentally and physically. And maybe even spiritually during this time, you know. And, you know, it's always good to take care of yourself financially as well. So, you know, try to hold on, guys. Because, uh, you know, it's winter time. Winter is coming, as they would say on Game of Thrones. <laughs> so be prepared. And other news. So. This past week, I got to watch Borat 2. That's right. Borat 2. Now, I don't know if you have ever seen the original Borat film. The Borat film, you know, and pretty much all of Sasha Ben Cohen's work in general, have been, are like mockumentaries, you know. They're not real documentaries, especially because he don't really play himself. You know, he really plays these different characters that, you know, that just seems out of it, you know what I mean, like, have you ever seen the Jamie Kennedy experiment, his comedy is very much like that, you know, Sasha Cohen's work, you know, whether the, 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 the allergy show, or, you know, you could talk about Borat, or Bruno, or one of my personal favorites, you know, Who is America, you know, that was a show, a show on Showtime, you know, he gets into these different characters, put on these costumes, and then, you know, he goes out into the world, and just, let people reveal themselves, you know what I mean? Have you ever seen the movie Bad Grandpa from Jackass? You can kind of have an idea of the type of content this man makes, you know. And I love his work. I'm a big fan of his work. And this movie is no different. Borat 2, you know. And the only difference between Borat 1 and Borat 2 is just the the climate of America at this moment, you know what I mean? 
when he did the first movie, it was a little bit after 9-11, you know, so, you know, that's when America was, I want to say, one of its proudest moments of being American, like, you can't go nowhere without anybody saying, I'm proud of being American, you know, I, and that's around the time I was a teen, you know, a preteen going on to my teenage age, so, I soaked all that up, like, yeah, I'm proud to be American, you know, I'm proud to be American, and I went to Haiti, and then, and then the American soldiers was like, man, you ain't no American, they thought I was Haitian, I mean, technically, I am Haitian, my family's Haitian, so I am Haitian by blood, but when I was over there, and the, them, they sent the National Guard over there, them dudes from the National Guard did not look at me as any American, they, they just looked at me like, oh, just like any other Haitian, but I digress, you know, I, I'm proud of both sides of me, you know, Haitian and American side. You know, even my African side, you know, I, shoot, we can even talk about my Latin side. We could go talk about any of those sides. Either way, I'm proud of all of my heritage. But Borat, the original Borat, you know, it was around the time after 9-11. And, you know, if you wasn't for us, you were against us. You know what I mean? And the Borat movie, the first one was, you know, this guy coming from, uh, what was it, Kazakhstan? I forgot what the name of the country. Maybe Is it a fictional country? I'm not too sure. But... He was coming to America, and he was coming to learn America ways, American value, and then, you know, true Sasha comedy, he used his, uh, his, uh, what's the word, his ignorance to show other people's ignorance. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, you want to, he, he was showing how bigoted and racist people can be without, you know, getting, you know, without having to go too hard to get him out of it. He was just being in character, and it's just so funny to see, you know, like, to know that he's a character, and these are, like, real people, and these real people are just talking about how they really feel, these are the really, the real beliefs, this is the real mindset, and it's just, like, you know, they think they're, like, you know, poking their nose at him, you know, looking down at him, when in reality, we're all looking down at them, like, wow, this is how you really think, this is how you gotta really move, that's really interesting, so, Borat too, they took it up another notch, you know, this is just dealing with coronavirus. You know, you're dealing with, uh, you know, the Trump 2020 Make America Great Again crowd. You know, not so much Black Lives Matter, you know, but I, 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 how much time did they really have to make this movie? You know, and it was I, I, I really wonder if they could they have pulled this movie off again? Because everybody know Borat. Borat has now become pop culture since the original movie. Like we all know Borat, you know, not that. The scene in the movie where he couldn't walk down the street because everybody recognized him. And then now he was forced to be in different characters, but also still as Borat, you know. But, you know, I, I truly love this, you know, candid camera, social experiment, you know, type of humor. You know, these mockumentary comedies, you know, because it really gets to show you people in, you know, in the real world and how would they react to certain things. And, man, it's just like... You, you would, and sometimes the, the comedy is not even just, you know, how people react, but what he says to get a reaction out of them. And it's just like, oh, I can't believe, you know, this is what he's going to do. Oh, no, I can't believe he just said that. I can't believe he just did that in front of people. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's very entertaining. It's very funny. And technically very dangerous. You know, you wouldn't see this in a film. But I, I saw uh, Sasha Cohen on, I want to say, on Stephen Colbert on, on the late night show. And they showed a clip that wasn't from the movie where people who was at this Trump rally, you know, start to realize who it was on stage, you know, who was in character and everything. They're like, yo, that's Sasha Cohen. That is Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, oh, no, we, we can't have him here. And, you know, they basically try to storm the stage. They try to kill. They basically almost kill. I don't know if they try to kill this man, but somebody was reaching for a gun. They, you know, he had to run. He had to hide. You know, they were trying to get into his truck. That man 
man, ri- truly risking your life for comedy. I love it. You know, for art. You know, I, 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 kudos to this man. Kudos to this man. Cause my black ass, you know, I'll do a lot of things for, for jokes, especially when it comes to like shock humor and stuff like that. But I ain't going to risk my life right now. Not now. Not, you know, I, I got to make sure I have some stuff in place to take care of my family for before I risk my life for art. You know, my mama ain't going to be too happy for me risking my life for art and I ain't got a pot to piss in. So shout out to Sasha for, you know, to truly doing his, his duty as an artist. You know what I mean? And if you guys watch the film and you don't think the film is any funny, at least wait to the ending with Rudy Giuliani. I really think that's the, probably the funniest moment of the movie. Now, he has come out, literally before the film came out, to say, hey, Sasha Baron Cohen is a liar. Don't believe anything he says. That they manipulated the footage. Mind you, the movie didn't even come out yet, so nobody even know what footage he was referring to. They're like, nothing, nothing happened. Nothing went down. Of course, all that did was push me to make sure I did see it. And, whew, we'll see. Now, granted, being a filmmaker... I can say, yes, that, that can be manipulated in a way. You get to document footage and manipulate it in a certain way. But, you know, unless there's some deep fake going on, Rudy, you got some explaining to do with the, with the drinks and laying down in the bed. You know, you look like you made that choice on your own. I don't know. But, yeah, definitely I recommend you guys check out Borat 2. It's right now on Amazon Prime. I think it's worth checking out. And we're back to America. You so crazy. Now I know you're wondering. Why did I call the show America? You so crazy. Well, honestly, well, everything I say is honest, so I'm not gonna say honestly because if you say honestly, you're implying that you haven't been honest before. But I feel like there'd be stuff. I mean, you know, I read the paper, I watch the news, and I just be like, oh, America, you so crazy. Because it's just like how how why, why would people say certain things? Why would people people do certain things? It's just like just, we're just crazy in this country. We we, we must be. You know, prime example, I'm watching the news, and I see Jared Kushner on the news, I believe it was MSNBC, and this man said something that I just couldn't believe, I mean, let's be honest, I'm not that shocked that it came out of his mouth, but he fixed his mouth to say, you know, and and I'm going to paraphrase this here, you know, I'm I'm, I'm probably going to need you guys to actually... Do some research here and, you know, look up the stuff on your own. So I'm not sitting here trying to tell everything to you. But he can't wish black people or black folks to be more successful than they already are or will want to be. You know, basically saying that it is, it's not his fault that black folks don't want to be successful. You know, like, why should he go hard to take care of black folks or, you know, help put black people in a certain position if they don't want to put themselves in that position themselves. <sighs> look, look, people, look. Now, as a capitalist, you know, I do agree that in America, you know, it is the land of opportunity, you know, that, you know, we all have the opportunity, the key word is the opportunity to make something out of ourselves. Now, I don't, I don't want to be Janet Jackson for color girls talking about, you know, oh, I give back, I give back to Africa, I give back to this, I give back to that, but my community had the same opportunities as I did, and they didn't take the opportunity to change their lives. You know, I'm not going to say that, because I always say, just because I was reading at home, just because I had a mother who instilled, 
you know, good values and morals and educated me and, and, you know, really put an effort to make sure that I wanted to be, you know, that I wanted to educate myself without having to be at school, you know, little Ray Ray down the block didn't have those opportunities, you know. It's, people, you know, are always trying to say, oh, look at this example of you know, this person who made it. This person made it. Why can't you make it? Circumstances are different for everybody, you know. It's not the same. Now, granted, Jared Kushner, his parents paid for him to get to Harvard. Millions of dollars. They made donations to the school, and he got into school. And, you know, we could talk to a whole bunch about all the, all the other wealthy kids who, you know, or the wealthy parents, you know, whether they're celebrities or they're investors or they're billionaires or this or whatever, they got paid, you know, who they bribed the school to get their kids in, you know. Ain't, ain't nobody from the block, from my block, is bribing any school to get, you know, to get their kids in. You know what I mean? You know, people are just like, I don't know they think about sometimes what they think to say. You know, I don't, I don't know if they believe that we all have the same experience in life, that we all have the same opportunity. Because that's not true. It's not true at all. You know, Jerry, Corey Kushner. Yes, Corey is his middle name. You know, him being Donald Trump's son-in-law, Ivanka Trump's husband, and a real estate heir. You know, like, bruh, your lifestyle is not the same lifestyle as everybody else. It's not at all. I worked in, and I was, let's just say Billionaire's Row. I don't want to say exactly the location in Billionaire's Row. And I can tell you, the lifestyles are different. You know, the situations are different. Now, yes, people can work hard, to, you know, and grind and you know, do their hardest to put themselves in a different position in life. But we all know someone who works really hard and, you know, it hasn't gotten them, I don't want to say anywhere, but it hasn't gotten them to where they want to be. Now, it's not to say, you know, oh, they're not smart enough, you know, because like I said, it always could be something. It could be they're in the wrong environment, they're in the wrong location, they're in the wrong business. Maybe they invested all the wrong money in the wrong time in somewhere, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why some people aren't successful. But to act like black people in general do not want to be successful is just, it's an oxymoron. It doesn't make any sense. Because Black Wall Street was filled with a whole bunch of successful black people. Do you think they just gave up when they're like, you know what, we built all of this. Let's just give up. Where, why go any further? You know, call the KKK. Let's not have them blow this thing up. No, that, that did not happen. You know, things happen that get in the way of people's success all the time. That always happens, you know. And sometimes in life, people are get, are handed the bad, the bad end of the stick, you know what I mean? Sometimes the shit hits the fan way too hard. You know, sometimes people don't have the opportunity to do certain things. And if they do have the opportunity, they don't know how to, you know, get themselves to that place where, you know, because opportunity is nothing but, you know, uh, 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 you know, when work, you know, where the work ethic means preparation, you know, when luck and opportunity all come together and, you know, it changes lives. But if you haven't been able to prepare for that opportunity, you don't know what that opportunity would look like, you know, especially because work, I always hear opportunity is just work in, you know, it's just, uh, what is it? Opportunity is nothing but, um, uh, what is it? I forgot what it was. But they would, you know, they would say an opportunity is nothing but, you know, a chance with in the work clothes or something like that. I'm I'm so destroying that, that phrase, but you know a lot of people won't be able to recognize the opportunity when they see it, depending on how they were raised or what environment they're in or what, how their level of education. You know, I truly believe that if you want to be successful, you can, but at the same time, you have to be realistic. 
not everybody's going to be able to be, you know, to get the same opportunities as everybody else. And I want to wrap this up because we got so much to talk about today's episode. If you want to talk about people not wanting to be successful, that is not a race. Because I could point out in any race, in any group, you could find a few people who just don't have the, the, the motivation, the self-motivation or the discipline or the dedication, you know, to make something out of themselves. And you can find that in any, you can go to any trailer park and find some white kid who, who, who is not making anything out of themselves. You can go to any Spanish neighborhood and find somebody who don't want to make something out of themselves. You can find anybody in any black community, any, any Indian community, you know, when I say Indian, I mean Hindu, not Native American, but probably, maybe even Native American. I'm not too sure. I don't really know that many Native Americans, if any. But I'm just saying, in any community, you can find someone who lacks the discipline, the motivation, the dedication to be successful. You know, but you can't act like it's just one race, one group of people who just don't want to be successful. That's not how things work. That's not. And we're back to America. You so crazy. So, in other news, I saw they just dropped the official trailer of Saved by the Bell, the reboot. Now, I saw a teaser trailer a couple of months ago, and I was like, you know, the nostalgia factors were there. So, I'm like, oh, cool. They go Slater. They go, um... What was Elizabeth I mean, character's name in the show? Um, Jesse, you know. So I was just like, okay, I'm with this. I, I want to see this. You know, I heard Zach was coming back. I heard Kelly was coming back. So I'm just like, oh, I, I'm in. I am in. Just for nostalgia alone. I'm not really too. I don't even really care too much about the kids in the show, you know. But I'm in it. I'm, let's do it. Let's watch it, you know. Because I grew up watching Saved by the Bell, you know, every day before school. Well, I say by the bell before I went to school. I'm talking about from elementary all the way to to almost high school. You know, high school, I think, is probably the time I, I stopped watching it. But, um, you know, it has a special place in my heart, Saved by the Bell. Now, I saw the new trailer, and actually, I am, like, really, really, really into what's going on in this new version of the show. You know, because sometimes they will reboot a show, and it's just like... I don't know if I could really be into this reboot. Because I've seen a couple of show reboots, like the Girl Meets World reboot. And I was just like, oh, no. I mean, the Boy Meets World reboot it was called Girl Meets World. And it was just like, you know, other than the moments where, you know, we got to see the characters like Corey and Topanga and the rest of them, I was not interested in the rest of the show. And I don't know if I could say that about the thing about the Bell reboot. You know, because this series, this series directly addresses the idea of class and privilege, you know. That's topic that the original series never was really interested in exploring. You know, every once in a while, there'll be an episode where Zach tried to fuck this, the, the poor girl that he met at the mall, you know. But after that episode, we never see him really take, you know, see him deal with, the, you know, anybody who is homeless or broke and stuff like that. Like, a lot a lot of kids in Bayside were pretty, pretty balling. They, they, were getting, they got money. Their parents have money. You know, they were all living life, you know. So I find that it was very interesting that they were going to tackle class and privilege. You know, I, I saw that the, the new lead is like a, a Latina lead. And, you know, we're seeing not just her point of view of the show, but, you know, basically they're like, hey, you know, you guys got it good because you guys, you know, are privileged. You know, we don't have those same type of privilege. And I thought that was very interesting because we never really got to see that in the old show. As well, they're poking fun at the old show. You know, they, they had a joke about the Bayside Acapella group, and I thought that was just hilarious. And they, you know, they were singing Friends Forever, which was a song that was, you know, they, they sang when the, the, the kid from Bayside became a group. You know, so 
I, I was digging it. I'm loving it. You know, you do you do see the cast in the in you know in the trailer. You, you see Zach. You see Kelly. You see Jesse. You see Slater. You know, so I'm I'm all for this. I'm really I, I'm excited. You know, I had I had Peacock on for a minute. That's the only place you can watch it. It's on Peacock, the app you're streaming from NBC Universal. And I have I've had it for a while, and there's not too much great original programming on it, you know, I find myself watching a lot of the old stuff, you know, and even recent stuff, like, you know, the, I watch a lot of business stuff on there, you know, The Profit, you know, all the way down to the Cleveland Hustle, to Million Dollar Listing, you know, American Greed, you know, so, you know, there's not a lot of scripted stuff on there that I tune into all the time, and I'm, I'm pretty excited that I'm going to be able to tune into something other than Two and a Half Men for a change. Like, all right, finally, some comedies that I can watch on this app. Thank God. I'm just paying all this money for something. Uh, at least it's fun, fun for Saved by the Bell. I, I, I'll pay money for that. I'll pay money for that reboot. And we're back to America. You so crazy. So, you know, it's election time. I know, I know. You're tired of it, too. It's been a long four years. It's been a very, very long four years. Feels even longer. And, you know, we're all trying to figure out, all right, what's next? What's going to happen next? Now, growing up, my my idea of politics weren't as, uh, you know, opinionated as it is now. You know, I had an idea of how politics works, but not so much. You know, my first election that I, you know, witnessed and understood was the Al Gore and Bush election. And once I saw Al Gore won, but Bush became president, and I was like, okay, all right. I don't know how this works, but obviously, you know, whoever the country wants to be president, they will pick at the end of the day. And I truly believe that. Not to say don't go vote. I do believe you should go vote. Use your, you know, your, your American right. To vote, that's we have that privilege in this country to vote, you know. Now, some people would say, you know, what's the point of voting if they're not going to give us any tangibles? You know, they're not going to give us anything. What are we voting for? You know, I I I, I totally agree. I, I totally understand and agree with that because I want my reparations. But at the same time, you know, even though I was born in this country, I had family that was born in Haiti, and you know, I I don't know if. I don't know how the reparations would work for that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we get reparations to black Americans. I'm all for it, even if I don't get a check. But I would like to get a check. I would. But, you know, I don't know if it's happening anytime soon. But anywho, you know, some people will say, you got to vote because if you don't vote, that's a vote for Trump and you're going to keep him in the office. I think that's a scare tactic, but I totally understand why people would say that. So, yes, go vote if you don't want Trump in the office. Then you have the other people who voted for Trump that's like, you can't let the Democrats win. You know what they're going to do if they win, right? You know, if you, if you listen to 50 Cent or any of these guys, you know, they're going to raise taxes. And I'm like, Faith, I don't, I don't make more than 400000 a year. I don't, even, I don't even think I make 40000 a year at this point. So it's like... You know, like, do I have a? I don't. I don't. I don't feel like I have a, a. You know, an argument for anybody or anything in this. So I just like you know. I'm just here to like to let people know what's going on. You know, I'm not on the left. I'm not on the right. So this way, I, I feel. I feel like my information will be a little bit credible. Credible. You know, I have some credibility to it because I am not. You know, biased for any side. You know what I mean. If Kanye West was on his shit, I probably would have voted for Kanye. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know where he is right now, what he's doing. I do know he's, he's going to Haiti. 
I know he's building the, the future city of, Haiti, of, of tomorrow, the, the, the city of tomorrow he's building in Haiti. You know, so when he do that, I, I'll go over there. I'll meet Kanye West in Haiti. But, you know, when we talk about America right now, I, I don't know what's going on, you know. And yes, like I should probably reiterate that Kanye West is engaged with the Haiti government to make transformational investment to bring jobs, development, help support local farmers and fishermen and build a new city of the future of tomorrow in a very beautiful country. You know, so shout out to Kanye West for that. But, you know, I, I don't see him winning the election this year. People are voting, though. I see a whole bunch of videos on social media. People voting for Kanye. But, you know. I don't know how credible that is, you know. Wouldn't that be grand if, you know, everybody's over here afraid of what happened with Donald becomes, continues to be president or what happened when Biden becomes president and then nobody sees coming that Kanye become president? Ha! I would, I would laugh. I would laugh and I'm just be sitting there with my popcorn like Michael Jackson and Thriller ready to see what's going to happen next. But, anywho, you know... Like I said, guys, I'm not biased on any side. You should vote for who you feel like you should vote for. I'm not going to tell you who you should and who you shouldn't vote for. You know, I totally understand why nobody want to vote for either person on either side. You know what I mean? You know, I I saw what happened with Ice Cube when he decided he wanted to, you know, talk to the Republicans about his call to black America. You know, when he feels like, you know, he made a thing where he was like, all right, guys, if you want the black vote, you got to, you know, adhere to this, you know. And according to what I've heard from Ice Cube, the Republicans were ready to hear him out now. And the Democrats were like, yeah, we'll listen to you if we win, you know. I don't know the truth. I'm not in these rooms. I'm not in the room where it happens. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on, you know. What I do know is politicians lie all the time. The one thing I do know about politics, politicians lie. They lie, they lie, they lie, they lie, they lie. So who, who am I going to believe? You know what I mean? But I do believe that we should vote. Who you should vote for, that's up to you. But, you know, what I don't like is the pandering. I don't like pandering. I didn't know what pandering was until, I want to say, when I saw Head of State when I was younger. And I see things in that movie that I see now, I'm just like, wow, this is like, I can't believe this is real. This is exactly what they were making fun of in this movie. You know, like the, that, that, that video, get, to bring your, get your booty to the pole. I almost thought that was a commercial for P-Valley until I watched the whole thing. I was like, oh, no, this is a political advertisement to vote. Like, what? okay, um, why, why do you have strippers telling me to vote? You know what I mean? Not to say strippers don't have rights. You know, they the strippers got to vote. You know what I'm saying? But... It's like, do you think that's the only way you get my attention as a black man is to get some strippers shaking their ass and telling me to bring my booty to the pole? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you really feel like you need to have Kamala Harris go sneaker shopping with Complex to get my attention? Come on, guys. I read. I watch the news. I watch the debates. Don't don't try to reach. Don't reach out to me this way and be like, hey, niggas, it's time to vote, nigga. Like, that's, that's, how, that's what I feel like when I'm watching this shit, you know? It's just like, you know, you got Kamala come out with the Timberland boots. Like, yeah, what's up, y'all? Now, granted, you know, people are like, oh, Kamala's not black. She's not black. Her daddy is Jamaican. Now, I do know some Jamaicans. They'll be like, I'm not black. I'm Jamaican. I'm not African. I'm Jamaican. So I can, I can understand that argument. But let's be honest. If you saw her walking down the street, you're not going to say this woman's a white woman. You know what I mean? Now, granted, I'm not going to say she's an Indian Hindu woman either, but, you know, 
She's definitely a person of color. I don't consider myself a person of color. I'm black. I'm blackity black, 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 black. Kamala is now saying she's black. I don't know if she always said that she was black. I don't, to be honest, I don't think I've heard of her until she was running for president. So I don't know. Don't come to me and ask me, is Kamala a black woman or not? You know, I see a color person when I see her. So I'm gonna go, yeah, she's black. You know, in my book, everybody's black though. So it's like, come on now. Everybody, if, if, if you, if you dark, darker than most white folks, you, you black, you know, even some Italian folks up was like, eh, that olive oil skin, you kind of, you kind of open, you kind of there, you kind of. <laughs> I give you a pass, maybe. Just don't say nigga. You know what I mean? You know, but you know, I just don't know if I could deal with the pandering. I hate pandering because it's like, don't pander to me and give me nothing. Give me some tangibles. Give me some stuff that I can believe in and I know I can work towards. Don't tell me, you know, don't don't piss on me and tell me it's raining. You know what I mean? You know. It, Sometimes I mean, listen to politicians talk, and I'm like, God, just like strippers telling every guy in the room that you love him, that you will go home with him. Well, you know, damn well you ain't. You just want to get that money, and you're going to go about your business. I've seen the movie Hustlers. I know how it works. I still haven't gone to a strip club in my life. You know, not one where I actually had to go and, and put my own money down or anything like that. You know, if I had to shoot something at a strip party, that's another thing. But me personally, I have never been to any of those type of establishments because I'm just like, I know how this works. You know, but. You know, the pandering is alive, it is real, you know, it's it's weird, because it's just like, I know what this is about, this ain't really, a, you know, like, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if Kamala wears Tim's for real or not, I don't know if she really goes sneaker shopping heavy, I don't know, I don't, I, I know Donald Trump ain't gonna be showing up on Complex anytime she's sneaker shopping though, I can tell you that, but that's probably because the demographic ain't watching Complex, so maybe that's that's the thing, you know what I mean, but... I do know this, where the election is coming and, you know, there's a lot of voter suppression. I was telling people on my other show, make sure you send those ballots. And now I have to come here and say, you know, don't put your ballots in the mail right now because the U.S. Postal Service on time delivery times for first class mail has dropped again. And now it's nearly as bad as it was, you know, earlier during the summer. So if you're a voting absentee and haven't returned your ballot, experts say you better drop it off in person. Do not rely on the USPS delivery at this point. And this is intentional. You know, this is super intentional. So do not put your ballot in the mail anymore. Don't do it. Don't do it. Make sure you vote. I don't know who you should vote for. I know you should vote for who you believe you should vote for. I'm not going to talk about who I'm going to vote for. I'm not undecided. But at the same time, I don't like any of my, my options here. So it's like, shit, I got my, I know who my mama keep telling me I need to vote for. My mama telling me, you better vote for Biden. But I'm just like, did you think I was going to vote for Trump? Like, I'm not a Republican. I'm not, but I don't consider myself a, a, a Democrat either. I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. You know what I mean? And I'm telling you, I'll be, I would I would have joined Kanye's birthday party if motherfuckers was going like, oh, you, if you vote for Kanye, you vote for Trump. And I'm just like, that, that's not fair. That's that scare tactic you guys are using. I see it. I know what you're doing. You're trying to scare me. But like I said, guys. Vote for who you want to vote for. That's what I would tell everybody. You know, everybody, you know, I know everybody. The, the main thing right now, everybody else is saying like, oh, you know, if you if you know if you don't vote for Biden, you're not black. Listen, I wake up in the morning, I'm black. I go to bed, I'm black. You know, I look in the mirror, I'm black. Okay. Voting for Biden does not make me black. I get what you're saying, though. If you don't vote for Biden, we, you know, we're just gonna have Trump for another four years. Do I want that? At this point, 
I, you know, I, it's weird. As a capitalist, I believe one thing, but as, you know, as a millennial, I believe another thing, you know? I, do, do, is that socialism that I believe in? I don't know. I don't know. I'm having a political awakening right now, guys. I have no clue. I just know that some things make sense, some things don't make sense. You know, like the Chris Rock joke says, some things you're going to be liberal about, some stuff you're going to be conservative about. I'm figuring things out right now, same as you. But we don't have a lot of time to figure it out. So, it's, you know, let's, let, let's get on it. Let's get on it and use your vote. Use your vote. It's your American right. It's your God-given American right to vote. Now, granted, some people are like, oh, man, back in the day, you know, we had to vote. You know, we need a change. You know, you vote today, you won't see no change. You never know unless you try. And we're back to America. You so crazy. Now, this is not going to be funny at all. But I do feel like I do need to bring this up. I do need to talk on this. So, Walter Wallace Jr., a 27-year-old father, was shot 10 times by Philadelphia police in West Philly. And he died in the hospital. Right now, Philly is tearing things up. They're burning police cars. They're going crazy. No shocker there. We literally been how many months of the we've been going through this during a year, and how many years have this been going on? Police says that he advanced towards them with a knife. A video from a bystander shows Wallace at least ten feet away when the police begin shooting. His mom begged the cops not to kill her son, and they shot him ten times anyway in front of her own eyes. Oh, they finna burn Philly down. It's already happening. Haven't been 24 hours yet. It's already burned down. Some people would like to bring, you know, like, oh, if he didn't have the knife, it would not have happened. I am really tired of hearing that, that response. You know, the same way when people would be like, oh, you know, Eric Garner, you know, he should have been selling cigarettes. Cigarettes did not get Eric Garner choked out. You know, CDs didn't get... Anton Sterling shot, you know, that toy didn't get Tamira Rice shot, you know, them fake drugs didn't get Breonna Taylor shot, you know, it's, to me, I have a hard time not believing it's not the skin color that's getting them killed, like, because we see it, we see, we see it all the time, and I, I, I know some of y'all folks out there like, oh, white people get killed by the police too, Spanish people get killed, get killed by the police too, yes, I hear you. But you got to, you know, and some people want to pull out the stats. Like, if you check the stats, the this, da 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 Even the stats can be wrong sometimes, people. You know, some people, there's a way you can manipulate the stats to get the results that you want, you know. You know, my, my, the reason why I'm like, it's got to be skin color is because they kill us so fast because they see no value in us. They see no value in our lives. That's why we out here screaming Black Lives Matter, you know, because we don't matter to them, you know. Because if you look at it, white people are... Let me not say white people. But I want to say the police are way more effective at de-escalating armed white folks than they are with everybody else. You hear all the take it easy, pal, in the world when it comes to white folks compared to black folks. I, I saw this one video on social media. There was a white guy with a gun surrounded by police. And they screaming at this man like, put it down, drop the weapon. And this went on for minutes. This went on for quite some time. 
and you hear everybody around the block because there's a bunch of black folks watching this. And they're going, "Yeah, if he was black, you would have shot him already. Kill him, kill him, shoot that man." And you know, in, in the beginning, I was it was, it was funny to me, like, ah, "Yeah, shoot that motherfucker." You know, if he was black, you'd have died already. And then somehow, some way, a shot went off. I don't remember if it came off of his gun, but I remember a shot went off. Then a shot went off his gun, and then everybody started firing that man. It wasn't funny anymore. The jokes wasn't funny. You know, they over there, people were still laughing like, yeah, I got his ass. But I was like, this ain't funny. This ain't funny at all. Police taking anybody's life is not a funny thing. And I don't want that happening to anybody of any race. The thing is, that's the problem. That's literally the problem. That's literally the situation that we're in. You know, we want accountability towards law enforcement. You know, a lot of y'all like to turn this into a generalization of an entire race of people who do not belong to an organization or a monolith. You know, like, oh, black, all black folks are killers, all black folks are this, or all black folks are that, da 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 I'm not talking about a race here. You know, I'm talking about an occupation, a job. You know, you can take off a cop uniform at the end of the day. I can't take off this black skin. You know what I mean? So people will be talking about, like, oh, blue lives this and blue lives that. You can stop, you can quit being blue lives anytime you want. You know what I mean? And I'm not sitting here talking about fuck the police, because I have family and friends who aren't in the police force. You know what I mean? I, you know, I cannot sit here and act like I do not care for people who are in law enforcement. You know, they got families too. They bleed just like we bleed. All I'm asking is for accountability. You know, why aren't you guys as effective with de-escalating on black folks? You know what I mean? Like, do y'all not see any value in our lives? You know, there's a, there's a huge double standard and total disregard for black humanity. You know, Jeffrey Dahmer ain't all those dead people. I ain't never seen them, you know, not shoot, you know, I didn't see them shoot up his house, you know, or when that kid in, in, in what, South Carolina, where he shot up the people in the church, they took his ass to Burger King, I didn't see them shoot him up, so why is it, why are you guys able to, you know, de-escalate the situation when they're not black, that's what I'm trying to understand, why can't you guys? And you guys wondering why people are talking about defund the police. And people keep talking about, like, oh, if you defund the police, then who's going to protect us? Who's going to watch over us? Nobody's out here talking about we're going to get rid of the complete police force. All we're talking about is diverting funds to other services that can help carry the load. You know, they always taking funds away from the schools. You know, it's like, so it's like taking funds away from, from, from certain parts of government jobs is always happening. So why is it a problem when it comes to the police? You know, what, you, do they do they need those tanks? Those they don't need all those those. They basically the army. You know, it's like why why do they need all of that? I don't think they need all of that to protect the community. No, who are we fighting against? Like, come on now, that money can go to drug treatment programs. That money could go to education, job placement. You know. Mental health services, you know, decriminalizing and regulating certain things, whether it is pot or sex work or, you know, dealing with, you know, putting money toward affordable housing. You know what I mean? Universal health care. And then we get to let the cop focus on keeping the peace. But, of course, now they, they want to put all the jobs on the police back. And then, of course, the police got to do all of this. And then they go crazy and they shoot us. You know, somebody's making a lot of money in this. It ain't us. And I know it ain't the police. You know, there's certain cops out here who ain't, who ain't making jack shit. So you can't tell me that, you know, somebody's making some real money off the death of black folks and, and the funding of the police. I believe it. Somebody's getting rich out here. It ain't you and me. It ain't you and me at all. And we're back. 
So, I saw something very interesting that made me smile today. So, there's this man on Twitter named as Dogface208. And for what I've heard, he was a homeless man. You know, he was living in, in uh, an RV, had no running water or anything like that. You know, it was hard, it was hard, it's hard times for that man. I think he was a day laborer. I'm not sure what he was doing for a living. But I know it was hard times. And one day, this man decided, you know, I'm going to go on TikTok. I'm just going to skateboard. I'm going to drink my cranberry juice. And I'm going to listen to some Stevie Nicks. You know, I'm just going to listen to Dreams. You know, and just just live my life. You know, just just have a moment of peace. You know, and he posted that video. And I'm pretty sure when he posted that video, he didn't think that it was going to go viral. I'm pretty sure he didn't believe that everybody in the world would have saw this video and be like, hey, I listen to Fleetwood Mac too. I listen to Cranberry. I drink Cranberry juice. I like to skateboard. This is, I like this video. I'm going to retweet this video. That video got retweeted so many times. The people of Sunkiss showed up, gave this man a car and a bunch of fucking cranberry juice. I saw today that this man was skateboarding with Wiz Khalifa. You know, it's just like, it's so amazing what one, one retweet from a bunch of people can do. It can literally change a person's life. You know, shout out to Dogface because I'm happy for him. Because it's like, you know, we all, we all need to help sometimes. We all need to figure out how to make ends meet. And, you know, us being authentic, being our true selves is what people relate to the most. And, you know, by being your true self is what makes people want to come to you and, you know, support you. So shout out to Dogface. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to see, you know, all the stuff that's coming to him. You know, granted, I don't know this man's life. I don't know the man personally. I do know it looked like he was struggling before this. I'm glad he's getting the help he needs now. And we're back. So, did you hear that they finally, well, I don't want to say finally, because I think it's kind of too soon. But do you see how fast they were able to occupy the Supreme Court position with Amy Coney Barrett? Man, I heard Amy Coney, Amy Coney Barrett was selling Mediterranean sea salt at, mall, at a mall kiosk six years ago, and nobody was buying and now she is Supreme Court. How is this possible? Somebody explain to me. Like, how were you guys able to just get somebody? Y'all was able to fulfill the seat. Y'all was able to get somebody in the seat within weeks. But it's been months since we got another check. I need another stimulus check. And y'all wondering why people over out here looting Target and shit. Like, come on now. Like, how did y'all was able to fill the seat so fast? Especially with somebody who I don't think is, you know, who has the experience or anything or even qualified for this job. Are we just giving out G job to unqualified people first, the president and the Supreme Court? Like, come on out. Like, she had two years of private practice, never tried a case, never argued an appeal, never argued before Supreme Court. Most private work, most of her private work in general were, were involved in civil cases, not criminal cases. She had 15 years of teaching experience and never served as a judge until 2017. But she has enough experience to be in Supreme Court. Shit. I wrote, I wrote movies about courtrooms. I read, I, I read 12, um, what was that? Uh, <laughs> I was the 12 Angry Slaves because that's not what it's called. <laughs> uh, what was that movie? 12 Angry 
12 Angry Men. I've read 12 Angry Men so many times. So I should be qualified to be in Supreme Court, right? I think so. You know, you know, you know what just made me realize, y'all? Never be discouraged to apply for the job you want. Because apparently, these people out here getting jobs that they're not even qualified for. If they can get these jobs, you should be able to get yours too. All right, y'all, that was this episode of America. You so crazy. I hope you learned a thing or two. Remember, if you want to hear the music on the show, you have to listen to it on Spotify. And if you want to hear all the songs in complete, full songs, you got to have Spotify Premium. I don't get paid to say that. I'm not getting paid for this show at all. I just want you guys to hear some good music. But if you just want to hear the podcast, I'm probably going to get paid off the podcast. But ain't no music playing on the podcast. But, you know, it's out there, too. Until next time, much love. God bless. Two pieces, two grease. And don't stop the music.